0: Work my fingers to the bone, I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life, manifest destiny. I work my fingers to the bone, I never get to go home.
1: This is my ever wanted life, man. If that's destiny. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped, I destroyed myself, but
2: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Biggs. I'm here with my co-host with More Bands Media, Jonathan Grissom. How you doing, buddy?
3: I'm good, man. It's been a weird week, has it not? It's been a fucked up week. Oh, yeah. And it's been been a fast month, too.
2: (laughs) Trying to get a double in this week so we can take Thanksgiving off. Um, We've got a... Well, my neighbor is in with us today, but also a, a, a business startup a entrepreneurial uh, brain of sorts. Uh, David Gibbs, how are you doing today? Good, good. And here also with us is, is Tim. Am I right? Yes. All right, Tim, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, that cold front came through and it fucked everybody up, man. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it fucked us up big time. I can so, hear man. it in my headphones, and I'm like, man, I thought I was I thought I was covering it well, but I can definitely hear it in my my yeah. sinuses are all fucked off man oh how you guys doing today doing good awesome well, let's uh take us back a little bit here i mean tell us a little bit where y'all where you're from how y'all uh hooked up and started uh, uh this business idea y'all got going on here
1: well um i'm originally from oklahoma here and kind of moved around a bit i uh, moved out to california for a little while grew up out there and then came back out uh, married tim's sister amanda and uh we've been kind of talking about a little business gig for a number of years and buying out um uh Amazon return pallets and whatnot. Tim had some contacts. Uh what was it back in February I guess we finally put it on paper and said, Hey, let's yep. do this.
2: So th- this year. This year, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, we're in the same yep. boat there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um tell us a little bit about like um I know you you said your military background. Mm-hmm. Um how did you land in Oklahoma as far as all that goes, that shuffling you around?
1: Well, I was originally born out here. Uh, so when I got deployed with the military, I was actually out of California. I oh. moved my ex-wife over here, back over here, be closer to her mom, and then everything kind of happened with a oh. divorce and everything, and then got remarried, and now I'm still here in Oklahoma.
2: Oh, so. Well, that's cool. Well, um, I mean, every, everybody has their reasons for... I guess, starting a business. Um, but it's, it's usually at a point when people are like, fuck it. I think I can do what the fuck this person I'm working for is, is doing. And I, I everybody that comes through some people like you still have an actual full-time job. I've tried to make the leap. I don't know how it's going to go yet. Are you, you're still working full-time as well, trying to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things just for people listening out there? Um, Initially getting going, what can people watch out for as far as just any business for that matter, but certainly one that's like a high cash retail like you're doing?
1: As far as like getting the business going? Getting
2: it going and then like certain things maybe to look out for that you've ran into already that's just like, fuck, how did I not see that coming, you know?
1: Uh, Definitely uh, once you get going, I kind of start off with that. I I think Tim will agree with me. Our our first load, uh, we kind of got a little anxious with it. Uh, we got a little excited and we bought off of our emotions with it too. So <laughs> in, in a business that you have to put your emotions aside, you know, and, and uh, we kind of got caught up in a moment. We made, uh, uh I think Tim will agree. We made a little bit of a bad investment on a couple of those things, but we recovered from it and, and, uh, kind of made as much as we could off of it and went from there. But
0: Yeah, definitely take your time and you know do your research and make sure you're getting good product off the start cuz that really helps out a lot.
2: That's one of the, that's I'm in the middle of that right now. I mean I, y'all's business is is night and day at the end end result of what I'm doing, but as far as that, yeah, that that's definitely good advice cuz there's a lot of a lot of uh, fleece masters out there that that's their yes. you know and it's like sometimes buying quality product is it's worth the money, you know, and it sometimes takes a little longer to buy it, but it's like, like you said, like I'm doing pickups and it's uh, speaking of commodities and expensive things going up, copper and iron these days, whoo, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, we typically don't get into the politics talk on this show, but as far as how it affects owning a business, uh, the current landscape we're in, uh, it's definitely and maybe I'm just paying attention to it now, too, that I'm in it. But it, it sure does seem like it's just changing. Uh, if you were to chart it on a graph, it's just so up and down, up and down, up and down that it's it's kind of hard to keep up with. And I think in a lot of ways it keeps people from from making the jump to start their own business kind of in itself, do you think?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I can agree with you there. And, and one of the things I'm kind of doing – uh, with this, I've, I've seen a little bit of the downturn in the, in the economy with it too. So I've talked to Tim on it and kind of doing what I, what I've known, uh, with sales side. And that's when things start getting tough, you just intensify and you start putting out there more, you know, so you hit it harder.
2: Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you make it. Uh, what are, what are your, what's your model for like, um, how to go about this now? Cause I mean, as far as opening up a, uh, uh, like a traditional on-the-spot shop versus like your online markets and then you got the social media, whatever the fuck that is. It's its <laughs> own thing. And it's it's like um, trying to stay engaged with those two worlds while you're maybe handling another. Like um, if you have a shop opened up and you're still on your device making deals on, on that kind of shit, how does – I mean that just seems like a, an awful lot. Um, how are you going about doing that or setting that up?
1: It it is, and and right now, being that we're not in an actual brick and mortar, um, we do set up at markets, and I know that I've got a lot posted across different platforms, eBay, Macari, and everything too. So, it is kind of a challenge there. So, if you do sell an item, you got to pull it off there real quick. So, just kind of to be mindful of what you got posted up, and in in our case, I'm sure Tim's doing the same thing on his. Is like, you know, you're constantly, constantly updating stuff that we don't get wrapped up and sell the same thing twice. So
2: do you think there's any like, where does, where do we go from here as far as like brick and mortar stores, just in your opinion, uh, you know, what do you think the future is there? Is there a future there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Future as far as our side of the business, uh, as far as that side, I I think there always will be on, on, uh, kind of a bargain shop, I guess you could say. Um, there's, always a demand for that you know so people always like to go out junking too so and we we kind of tie into that we're going today to pick up another little storage unit too so
2: yeah man so uh, all right now now i gotta dig in about like on the hunt because as a as a guy i'm doing what i'm doing my hunt is always how can i get the like especially copper like 0.999 copper at 42 awg perfect fine stuff for the cheapest, obviously that's the game right yeah but when you're talking about stuff like this it's a the idea of it being in bulk comes into the equation too so how do you guys source this stuff and and then turn it into a reputable sale
0: well what I like doing is you know as far as the like the operation cost the more you can get at one time and haul it home to market it It's better. You don't want to be running all over the place buying, finding different product, and uh, you know, spend just like uh, the price of gas nowadays. You know, it saves a lot. So, uh, you know, definitely buy in bulk rather than you know a piece here and a piece there. Is uh, is
3: my biggest deal. But when you, uh, when you buy those um, those storage units and stuff, do you end up with a lot of junk that's in there that you have to get rid of yourself? So, like, you have to, like, figure out how to, you know
1: – Sometimes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I mean, you might have, you know, a diamond in the rough where you find something on there that's actually really, really valuable. But then everything else in it is just
2: – Have you been you know, on a reality stuff. show, David? Have you been on – oh, <laughs>
3: No, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's coming, I guess you uh, would say. So, I don't know. That's you know, when you've made wars, it, man. That's when you've made wars. it. <laughs> exactly. You know, when i make it out of storage wars, we're out there. That's, that's when we know we made it, you know.
1: Uh, no, as far as the junk stuff, I I see that I think you get a lot more doing the in person, uh, you know, the live auctions that you don't have as much mm-hmm. chance to really look estate at. estate sales and all that. The estate sales yeah, and, wow. and stuff. You know, we spot yeah. we the estate sales, you're buying everything that's there. So mm-hmm. we've got to go look at one today, too. Uh, that a buddy of mine has that, that we're going to try and pick up, but mm-hmm. with the online side of the storage business now, a lot of the auctions are going online. So mm-hmm. you kind of got the pictures there to go off of, and it kind of curves down a little bit of that that uh, trash pickup, I guess you could say. And you still get some, mm-hmm. you know. Oh uh, yeah, you know, yeah. we had one, we bought one last week, a week before that we ended up at the desk that just wasn't really what we like to sell, and so. Mm-hmm. It was close to trash pickup. Yeah, I saw it
2: out there. I thought about doing it, but then I thought, shit, I'm throwing away a desk too. My wife ain't going (laughs) to let that fly.
1: (laughs) I posted it up and I I put it into into a free group and said, hey, it's sitting on the curb. Come get it. You know, so uh, there's always a way to get rid of it. And believe me, when there's an old saying that one man's trash is another man's treasure. So. Oh yeah. I mean Some
3: that's that basically why uh, junkers is a big thing. I mean because they they're driving around the city just hitting up every single apartment complex every day. Yeah. But but I mean I've 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 seen stuff because like uh like I live in an apartment complex and and like there a lot of our neighbors and stuff. We we put stuff out next to the trash can if it's like still functional, still mm-hmm. good, you know whatever. And that stuff always disappears like real fast, but. Um, but then we get hit with those dumpster divers all the time, mm-hmm. and I used to work in security, so i know I know exactly what you 're talking about like I used to bust dumpster divers every day, like um in complexes and businesses and commercial and all that kind of stuff and yeah. it 's because they they'll, they'll if, it, if they can sell it, they're gonna sell it. I mean, oh that's, yeah, that's it, it, it if you is. can
1: make a buck on it, you definitely will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I gotta.
3: Oh, no, I, I stop and grab vacuums <laughs> because my mom and them said that vacuums are valuable and people throw them out all the time. And so if it works, like if I get it home and it doesn't work, I'd throw it away. But if it if it works. Vacuums are most yeah. definitely
1: valuable, but they are the slowest moving item you could possibly. Oh, see, they, get. they sell them. They sell them like,
3: uh, at an antique shop. They sell them like hotcakes, like oh. every day. Yeah, if so. I had a
1: if I had a vintage booth somewhere, I think some of that stuff would do good there. And yeah, kind of sit there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because that's what they
3: do. They do Karen's. Uh, was it Karen's uh, flea market? Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, we so got that's turned on
1: to this weekend. As a matter of fact, there was another vendor at, or last weekend another vendor at uh, Mary's that was talking about
2: it. Mm-hmm. So but you don't really get to throttle like. As far as all right, Amazon has a damaged pallet. You buy that, and it's mostly like all new shit, ready to just mm-hmm. to go off the shelf. And then you have some like an estate sale that's secondhand or antique or whatever. It's yeah. just all that hit or hit or
1: miss. We've got, <laughs> <we've> got <laughs> literally all of it. And, <clears throat> and Tim's gotten into buying. Uh, in his market is down in Mill Creek area, so his uh, his stuff sells a little different than mine does up here. So you know we we look at that when we go to buy the stuff too. Is like. Hey, what are we gonna send down there? What are we gonna keep up here? Yep. Mm-hmm. And we get to flip flop sometimes if if something's not moving over here, if it if it just slowed down, we'll load it up in his trailer and I'm sure Brad you've seen him pull up. Oh there. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, about once a month yeah. we do a Mary's run where it's a it's a all day ordeal and, and we set up with both trailers side by side and line it up and just have a big big blow up pretty much and just try and make room for the next new merchandise because you're only as good as your freshest merchandise, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I going not look at the same stuff so many times.
2: You, you definitely have a, a much more uh, critical hustle mentality than I have, I've, I've noticed. And as far as the whole starting a business thing, I'm always comparing because he, you know, Justin, Doc yeah. Ferguson, shout out to Doc Ferguson's. They have a business. So now I'm like, now I feel like I have to be in competition here. <laughs> <laughs> no competition. But, no competition, Brad. we <laughs> help you where you need it. It's interesting just to see how, I mean... It, a lot of the pillars of starting a business are the same. You gotta go. You gotta go establish it with the secretary of state and all this stuff. But then it's like once you have that on paper, it's like you, you kind of just do whatever makes it work for you. Yeah, and if you, you don't, don't want exactly. to do anything
1: like that, you don't do anything. You know?
2: Yeah, so. that's that a is hard, the biggest motivator. That's when the hardest for thing. yourself. <laughs> I'm, I, like uh, I'm doing. I'm
3: doing the business stuff and I'm doing Uber on the side. And I mean, I have days where I'm just like, oh. I really want to code today, and then I like, end up not working and not making any money. So you know, yeah. it's like you gotta stay upon yourself, basically. There is a comfort level
2: with, with um, like I I come from a pharmaceutical. I was making pills, <laughs> actually for like legitimate reasons. Uh, <laughs> if anybody out there listens. You're a real drug manufacturer. <laughs> but um, it was I was doing that and starting this up, and then we got laid off there. Cause COVID kind of went away and that's what we were making was COVID medication. Yeah. But, um, it's a weird jump to, there's a comfort level with clocking in and they're like, okay, this is your, your service orders or whatever you got to do today. Mm-hmm. And then you come you know watch, wrench, repeat. And, and now if you're trying to make the leap, it's like, okay, I got to go out and I gotta, I gotta go do stuff. Yeah. But it's like, what? <clears throat> Uh, I got to make the shit up to do it to move this forward, and sometimes you have this end goal in mind, and you have no idea how to get to it. It's just it well, like- that's
1: that's where it all starts—is <laughs> that end goal. You yeah, you have to have that in mind to even even want to start this business, you know. Yeah, because this is it's a lot of work. You know, Tim and I both work full time jobs, and we're both supervisors, so it's nothing for us to run. Eighty plus hours a week at work, and yeah. then turn around and do this afterwards. Mm-hmm. Brad, you seen my schedule, you know, you know.
2: I yeah, we're, hear... we're doing this on a Tuesday. Normally, we do Fridays, and Saturdays. Yeah, exactly. It's the only time Tuesday. you're available. <laughs> yeah, Tuesdays
1: is <laughs> the only time I have, and I, I, I've got this squeezed in there between a couple other things too. But, but it, you know, so oh, you just got to keep hustling with it, though. That's it. Yeah, man. It, yeah, uh,
0: that's cool. I think whenever we put put the business on paper, we decided that if if we wasn't doing that good within a year you know say february 2023 then you know we just cut our losses you know but uh I now that's that that, happening <laughs> yeah we've made it this far and so we you know kind of set a goal to buy a truckload you know 53 foot semi whenever it comes available or you know check prices and stuff but uh we just set a price
2: and a goal and you know we're Almost there, yeah, yeah. Have a that's and that's that's kind of frustrating, but I guess it's kind of how it goes too. Is you have this image in your mind of where you want to be, and then once you get into it, then it's like, oh fuck, or it's easier than you thought. It just depends on well, that, that's on the what thing you're with your into.
1: goals and, and your inspirations, and everything they change on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have your core <laughs> goals, but if your goals are not evolving with you as a as a person, then you know no sense in setting them
2: Oh yeah, case in point man. I started making guitars come to find out I don't like making guitars. I like playing guitars, but I don't <laughs> like making them. It's exactly. a pain in the ass and I don't want to ever hate it, so I have to stop making them. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> drive me nuts. But I don't know man, it's 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 been a it's just a it's a complete change in um how you think. And it's like, I, when I was working for so long, you get kind of in a mentality of that's what you do Mm -hmm. still. Now it's like, Oh, I have this idea. Now we're going after it. And so like that part of my brain is still in there. Like, Hey, wait, it's, you know, you don't know how to do this. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's it's, a, it's a constant battle, but it's, I don't know. Hopefully I gave myself about a year's time to, if, if I fall flat on my face and I got to go get a, a job, I guess I, that's, that's, there's worse things, Yeah, you know, might as well give it a shot while we can. Exactly. <clears throat> right. Well, um, we might have to talk about this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, a pre-roll we have in here. Anything against speaking about the marijuanas in the house? Ah, uh, I know he doesn't partake. No, yeah. Sorry. So this is probably just going to be some stupid stoner shit for you. It's very nice. What's with the glass tip? What's with the glass tip? I've just seen a, these it's, things. It's
3: oh, those things are awesome. Take it, what are they? F- Let me see that. It's so Let you don't, so you don't like get your uh, lip on the edge of the joint. So like yeah. people when they're passing oh. it, they're not like. There you go. See, I always tried to roll a joint with the tip in the roller, and I always yeah. fuck. And they it have ones the that are time. a little wider because yeah. the, the problem that I run into is that those work well for for uh, pre rolls, but they don't work very well for. Uh, I'm an idiot. No, if you, that's or, the one yeah. you rolled is not going to fit in there. No. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is that, the yeah, bigger yeah, yeah. ones that, that, that actually fit will, those bigger, you know, like, joints.
2: I feel so stupid right now. I can't believe I thought that I would have to roll that in my thing and tried to do it. Why didn't and, I just think of that? God.
1: <laughs> you see, you always roll them with the, with the filter and everything in them. I'm still old school. Yeah, I need right? to, I need to buy <laughs> some
3: filters.
2: I, I, I buy my shit in bulk because it's just cheaper, but, um, I used to not even be a joint guy. What, what's your, what's your preferred route of of partaking? In it's the, really,
1: when it's just me, uh, I'm pretty much just packing a bowl. Yeah, you know, it's just quick and easy.
2: I was a bong guy for ever, and 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 then I, you know, had to be an adult for a while and <laughs> work the job. And I, I, I honestly, I just I, I I fell out of favor with marijuana because I was strung out on painkillers and like, who the fuck needs marijuana when you're you know exactly, up here, so. knees and pills and shit so uh they didn't have a problem with that at any job as, as long as you had a prescription <laughs> <Yeah>. but
1: uh my favorite part. test to, and have a prescription <clears throat> for the stuff that's in your system oh yeah. You no, get, yeah no yeah
3: no that's what that's what it makes it funny is know? that is that they're discriminating against it yet like you, if you have a prescription from a doctor, an actual doctor for like you know painkillers or any type of pills, like deep pills and stuff like that, they're just like, "Oh, you're good to go, you're good to operate this machinery that you sh- probably shouldn't be doing because you're high as shit exactly. but uh but man, if you go out in the back and smoke a joint, you better get the fuck out the door because you're fired like it's't it make no sense you it know, no before, it's, sense. it's it all a money more. game really oh yeah, yeah money, money everything which is funny because they would make more money. They actually believed in it Exactly. You know I mean? uh, that, that's one thing I always joked about uh, About legalization in Oklahoma Was that, uh, that all, the, all my Democrat friends Like uh, in other states and everything Were just like, no, nah, I would never become legal there Blah, blah, blah and I go, You know, you, one thing you always forget about Republicans Is that they really like money And they like, really like making money And that makes money, and they will make money And they, money, and they don't care yeah. so they'll if, let it's, it happen if it's if about money. money,
1: it's, it's going to happen But even just the health aspect of it You were talking about you know, taking pills all the time before I was able to consume on a on a daily basis, and had a had an employer that really uh, just kind of turned his head the other way, I guess you could say, you know, and didn't really care about it, you know. Uh, before that, man, I was eating, you know, four tins a day just to function. Not to mention my antidepressants and everything else, and and taken for PTSD. And now I don't have any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Me this too. is what I I take on a daily basis that.
2: Keeps me going, you yep. know. So, same boat. So, all right. Um, did it? Was it always? Uh, um, I lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. You'll probably have to mark yeah, we that. Even cancel that, that out. out. <laughs> I know. I'm the
3: worst. You know, I'm, you know, I mark them, but I never, hardly ever take them out, <laughs> just because it's funny.
2: It, as far as like uh, becoming, like getting into the culture, I guess, of medical marijuana because it has become like to the point that like dumb rich white people are saying I'm into cannabis and it's like, shut up. Yeah. I mean, come on. But, um, I would hit a bong and that was it. And, 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 you know, here and there, no big deal. But when it became legal, And I got laid off up there. Then the edible, I started, I got handed an edible and it was a Mm -hmm. 10 milligram. And that was my biggest concern with those all the time was when you get them from your dumb hippie friends, you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And you could be barely feeling it, have a little ha 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 feeling, or you could be surfing the galaxy. There was no in between. But now, these places, now that it was legal and they're allowed it's a to. A little more regulated and you can get the. Yeah, stuff and know you can, what you're getting. You get it down to the fucking, to the, you know, milligram. Oh, <coughs> shit. They get it even further. But.
0: Yeah, it's a lot different. It's, yes. Remember me telling you about the time that I drank that tea? Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that was, Couch
2: surfing, were you? Yeah, that was. Uh, that was unreal. That
3: was totally yeah, he,
1: he, was, he, he called me up and he, he was. Fucking God. Well like uh we were at
3: we were at that one event, that one uh rapper event thing, um at the culture lounge and uh Oh yeah and our photographer, like um a guy that does photography for the local earshot and also goes out and shows for me for more bands, uh he takes photos of like all the different venues, events, sells photography to music artists, that's what he does for a living. And um and he he goes up to this one booth and he, he got a drink. And so he gets his drink and he drinks it. And then, about thirty forty minutes later, he comes back over, and he's high as shit, like just walking around looking around and everything comes over to me and Brad, and just like, "Hey, um are you guys okay with me not doing any photography tonight Cause, and I was like, "Yeah, why well, what's up man and he goes he goes man i'm I'm just too fucking high i don't I don't know if i could I don't think I could performally do." Justice, like for you. And I, I said, like,
2: JD, I didn't know you were gonna be here tonight. Anyways, man, have fun. Yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> I said, fun, I, man, I, man. I was like, I was like,
3: what's what's the, what's the point of an event? I was like, the reason why I invite why I invited you guys out here is because I knew you partaked, and I knew there was a lot of vendors. So I was like, dude, yeah, have a good night, man. Like, just chill. Yeah, like have a good time. <laughs> like, take some photos if you want. I don't care. Like,
2: it is. It, but I mean, once you find your dose, and you don't end up like these stories, you know, oh, couch yeah. locked or, yeah. or like me, I always get the nod. going. Going on, which is in a a, kind of a sick, twisted way, is kind of fun for me because it reminds me of back in the day when you, you know, yeah, on the opiates. But um, it can, it can easily turn into not such a good time. Uh But now, I mean, what are we two, three years into medical here in Oklahoma? Uh, Something like that. Something like that. It's the science is getting pretty fucking good. I mean, oh yeah, and as as far as any of that? Well, like, what do you prefer as far as like you get? I had to take a break from the edibles here recently because, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With
1: the edibles, you you kind of eat a little and then you're like, oh, really? I don't really feel that much. And then you eat another one, and then that first one really kicks in, and then <laughs> that second one kicks in. You're fucked. You, know? so you don't know where you're going. But yeah, edibles can be fun.
2: But I don't know I didn't really do the dab thing Until I started talking to our neighbor And I'm like
1: Really? That's when I really started going into it I'd hit it every once in a while But when he started bringing it over I was like Heck yeah
2: I knew Like I'd I'd smoked hash And all that But I never knew that The concentrates Mm -hmm. market Industry was Mm -hmm. like it is And I'm like Holy shit And it's It'll send you there buddy that's yeah. for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, to, to think
1: in in three years we went from, you know, having to go to Colorado to pick up your your medicine, you know, to I walk around with a vape pen in my pocket twenty four yeah. seven, you know, and just like it doesn't matter anymore.
2: Well, and and honestly, uh, I think in in the big picture, I think we're better for it. I mean, <clears throat> I yeah. I can say that just coming out of like COVID, the first festival that i went to he went to louder than life beforehand but was a norman music festival just here in town mm-hmm. and i would think that with a crowd you're dealing with a, a big crowd like that coming out of something like isolation you there would be a raised tension you know mm-hmm. something's going to pop off and i didn't really get that vibe out of that crowd it seemed like a pretty cool crowd pretty that's, uh,
1: that's the thing when you get into a cannabis crowd it, you don't have that that tension as you put it right you know everything's
2: just you'll have an asshole pop off or whatever but i mean typically assholes
1: are gonna be assholes right they got weed or not you know right
2: but i mean like the yeah the big big brawls and big all this shit that that just did not have that vibe and it's been that way i think since certainly around here i mean Uh people that go in and, and smoke a bowl and go see some rock and roll typically aren't gonna be a wild crowd. I hope I'm not proven wrong in the next year or so by saying that, but, uh, so, uh, and locally too. Uh, the other thing is once you get like big, big crowds like the amphitheater or something like that, you have 20,000 people. If you get 20,000 people going one direction, they're going to go that direction. It don't matter what drug or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. is in that crowd. It's <laughs> yeah. just, just, just going. Yeah. Oh, sorry. God. well, where do we go from here, guys? I mean, y'all are y'all are almost a year into this gig. Yeah. I think I'm uh, on paper. I'm only a couple of months. <clears throat> I started in August, but I've been doing this for about a year now. Um, what's next on the horizon, you guys? Uh, I know they have like big ass shows at the state fairgrounds and these types of things. You guys looking forward to that, or are you guys just trying to maybe just see where it goes, doing what you're doing until we grow? Yeah, it was
0: kind of looking in to get more like brand new retail rather than secondhand but the you know the second hand's where we started so we're mm-hmm. not going to stop that um but like brand new stuff will go to some of the uh the shows like at the state fair and, and down at ardmore and stuff they have a couple and uh yeah de- definitely uh, continue what we're doing really I'm just yeah trying to do a whole lot more of it yeah love to be able
1: to Intensify everything we do, you know, so, and eventually get a good brick and mortar going, Yeah, you know, um, but then that comes time to find somebody to run that. Yeah. It's more, yeah. Yeah. Working (laughs) full time, you know? So
2: that's one thing I've always, I've been going back and forth on is, is if the, the best case scenario happens, I'm always pining on the worst case scenario. What if the best case scenario happens and I have to multiply machines and get a spot, like. Wow, that that creates just as many problems as if I fall on my face and have to get a job and figure this all out again. It's like exactly. trying to maintain operate somewhere in the middle of those two polar opposites. You know, <laughs> you see, we've kind of got a
1: little bit of an advantage there because we still have those full time jobs. So yeah, you know, yeah. But you know, if it becomes the full
2: time, hey, that's the dream, man. You know,
1: that's the dream. Man. That's Everybody the dream. Has to do it themselves and not have to work for somebody else. You know, so
2: yeah, but. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. How can people get a hold of y'all if um, – let me ask this first, I guess. Are you, if y'all have a product somebody wants, are y'all available to, like, hold it for them if they can get a hold of y'all?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, by all means, uh, we advertise everything on Facebook. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, uh, Bargain Bros, uh, on Facebook. Let me see if I can. I'll send you a link to it too, if you want. To yeah, send yeah, send it to yeah. me. All so. the
3: links and everything, I'll uh, I'll put okay. in the show notes for you. But uh, it's on on Facebook, Instagram, Facebook,
1: uh Instagram, and uh we just got a TikTok channel going too. So, uh, start
2: you to see fucking made the dive to TikTok, did uh, yes, you? Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, we're we're about to do the same I thing, know, so. I know. I just uh, you know, I've got a I've got uh my personal page, and I didn't really do a whole lot with until I went into quarantine for the first time. And then I really kind of dove into it and I still not, you know, that savvy into it, but I've got a few videos out, a few thousand views, nothing major. And then the Facebook page came. Oh heck. I think the first video we did was right when I got that, that restaurant storage unit, you know, and I put that
3: one up with all the tables and chairs and everything with it too. So but. I mean, that's what uh, the real estate people I know do a lot. They um, they'll they'll get a house and then they'll just do a walkthrough, yeah, and they will show people how bad these houses are whenever you buy them, you know. And then and then a few months later, they'll put up a video and it'll be the same house, but it'll be all remodeled and everything like that. And they're yeah. like, "Yeah, we're ready to go to market." And they do a lot of that though. They they show a lot of their investments and stuff. Um, I kind of see the comparison, like um, you know, starting your own business, all that kind of stuff, like what you guys are doing. Similar to like music artists, where they um, like they they just want to function, they just want to focus on their music. They don't want to focus on all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But in today's society, you can't like you you have to focus on social, you have to focus on all these other little things online. Because if you don't, then it goes to the wayside, and then you end up never ever doing anything with it. You know, yeah. and so you never get anywhere with it. And so, I mean, I I could see that definitely that all the comparisons like connections and stuff like that with all this stuff so
1: with us if we don't blow social media up we
3: sit there with a garage full of junk right yeah. <laughs> right no, no, no. Well, that's the thing though see that's different like you can visually see it yeah so like there's artists out there that are acoustic artists that are amazing on stage but man like like they don't they don't see it like they don't yeah. they, a lot of them don't don't understand that if they don't get out there and just keep on grinding then they're not going to go anywhere with it and mm-hmm. then they just sit back at home and then, and then sit there and say, oh, well, no one listens to my music and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, it's the same way with the podcast. If we're not out at shows and, like, promoting mm-hmm. and, like, talking to people and stuff, then a lot of times, like, nothing's really going anywhere with the show. You know? Which, so,
2: honestly, yeah. right now, currently, has been kind of the case. We're both fucking busy as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we keep getting busy, which is what we knew was going
3: to happen as we got further into our business. We knew that we'd get too busy.
2: Sometimes it sucks calling it and it's
3: accurate. You're like,
2: Fuck. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah. Yeah, because somebody hit me up That's the other day, and uh,
3: they were like, "They're like, dude, where you been, man? You have been in no shows or blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Dude, I've been busy as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I I I don't have time to go out to shows right now. So
2: it's a uh, it's a hustle. It's uh yeah. It's yep. it's and and going back to the <laughs> what we said at first. There's like no set one way to do any of this shit. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. once you got your paperwork filed. Have at it, buddy. Yep. Don't get started <laughs> on, uh,
1: on people not showing up to pick up their stuff either. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's horror
2: stories, man. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. something like that's direct retail, man. I oh, that's, That was one thing I would prefer to avoid with, with my company model. I'd rather just sell it to a distributor and then go from there. I don't want to deal with man on the street is,
1: you know, when we finally get a brick and mortar, I think we'll, we'll have that aspect of it too. Is it, is the, the wholesale side of it too Mm -hmm. by buying the pallets by the truckload and then selling them by the pallet versus by the truckload. So, Mm -hmm. uh, versus what we're doing now where we're buying them one pallet at a time. When we go to buy pallets, you know, one to two to three pallets at a time, uh, you know, and then
3: breaking it down, selling Mm -hmm. each thing individually, yeah, I used to uh, I used to sell iPads on on eBay and, uh, and and then I found a distributor that I could like just basically put the sales through to their website and then they would fill the order and mm-hmm. I would just wait for the order to come on on eBay and then just cover the cost and then just constantly do that and then uh, then that led me down. My nephew was asking asking me how to access certain movies that you couldn't get at the moment, you know, <laughs> and I, and when I was in college and uh, and so I found these media players and. I figured out how the software worked. I loaded them and did all the stuff to them and made them basically the best they could be, product wise. And then I turned around. I went on, on Amazon, eBay, Craigslist, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I was making four to five grand a month selling those media players until Amazon came out with the Fire Stick. And then when they came out with the Fire Stick, I started losing money because everybody started realizing, oh, I can install these apps myself. And then yeah, it's so always that, that, the next that the thing. thing. That's the thing mm-hmm. you have to you have to, you can you can tack a product like you can find a product that sells a ton. And if you can lock that down, then you're you're going to make money. But okay. it but the moment that that product is no longer popular, like uh, a good example is during the Christmas time frame, those little uh, like two wheel little like uh, rider bike things. Uh, what do you call those things? Uh, that hoverboard, hoverboard. That mm-hmm. yeah, they call them a name that didn't even yeah whatever. But yeah, it, those little hoverboard things like they were popular. But then they were popular to the point where like China started – which I ran into with media player stuff too. China will will produce what they call dirty um, factories versus clean factories. So like they'll have these ones where like they'll take all the parts – of another factory's leftovers, and they'll put them together to try to build the same product, Wait, and gee. then you get it, and then you realize, oh shit! Like this thing's catching fire. This thing's like you know causing an issue, and so a ton of people got into the sales of those things online, and I didn't at the time, even though I, I wanted to. I was like, well, I go, I can't find a good distributor. I can't find somebody that's going to actually be legitimate. And then I uh, don't know where I started seeing all those things. I was like, man, those people probably got lawsuits and all sorts of stuff going on. And it was the same with media players. I, I bought a set of media players, about $1,000 worth of players, and um, and they were they were created in a bad factory, and every single one of them crashed. And every time that they would load up and they would run, they'd crash. And so I, I'd sell them to customers, and I don't know where – like uh, there were some of them that were good. Some of them were bad. And so like I'd, I'd just sell them and then hopefully not get a return. And then yeah. and then the, the customers would come back and be like, "Hey, this thing's crashing. It's failing. It's doing this, all this stuff." And then I found out that it was because I bought it from a crappy distributor. And yeah. That so I understand the whole like concept of like, yeah, you want to go actual products from like you know AliExpress or mm-hmm. Ali you know Alibaba, uh, any of those China distributors, China brands, all that kind of stuff, because you get you, if you have good distributors from them, you can get good products, but. The moment that you get bad products, it's it's a bad. I mean, it's easy if you do like clothes and stuff like that, like a lot of people do. But when you're doing actual electronics and stuff, yeah, that's
2: a whole. That's a totally yeah, that's different, a world. It's different world. world <laughs> it's a totally different world. world right yeah, there. A whole so, different totally thing. different world.
3: Yeah, you so. lose a lot of money quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did. And I did on that that particular. Thing, that's situation. that's one of the things pissed.
1: that that we've been. Uh, I guess lucky and fortunate with is that we haven't got any bad distributors other than that, that first one that we dealt with and we mm-hmm. just didn't go back, you know, that was, we still yeah. made our money back with it, but we've been kind of leery with who we deal with, with mm-hmm. it too. the same aspects. Yeah. That we don't end up in that situation too, because, you know, we, we put a little bit of money into this each, you know, but we want to see that money grow. And right. it has, right. and It has by all means, you know, but, uh, we still don't want to lose it by, Mm-hmm. Getting off a bad distributor, yeah. Right. You know, so. It's there's, like it's
3: like going up to the wrong uh, the, the wrong uh, what do you call it um, slot machine, you know? Yeah, you up to the one the right next to one hit one point five. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like yeah. oh, you got on this machine and you lost eighty bucks in five minutes, like awesome, that was <laughs> yeah. a good day. And the guy right next to you hits it one time, hits one point five mil, and you're
1: like, what the hell? Yeah, you know? well, yeah. and it's it's
2: like there's people out there that that's their that is their business or their idea of business is to be like a piece of shit fraudster. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's what they do. I don't get it, but there's those people exist. Uh, Yeah. And And we get them all
1: the time. It's like, that's the thing with, with Facebook is, one of the first things you look out for when someone
3: messes you, you got to, before oh, you apply, yeah. you got to look and see who you're dealing you gotta with. You got to look at their yeah, name and yeah. stuff. You know?
1: Yeah. They have telltale signs, you know, and so it's pretty much- well, I got robbed know.
3: for a cell phone one, or uh, went to go buy a cell phone and got robbed. Yeah. So, I fully like, I, I yeah, know that. And and then I realized after that I was an idiot because I, I, I I you know, worked in computer security and all this kind of stuff back in the day, and, and like, my ass, like, fell for somebody named La Queen was the name of the thing, and then told me that <laughs> she was going to meet her husband- at the location instead of her, and I I fucking fell for all of that. So You can get got, you know? You, you get got. You, you can get it got. Happens. It, it happens. It happens.
1: So I had one of my guys, I, I'm a sales manager full-time, you know, and, and uh, I had one of my guys that had been marketing some vehicles online, and one of the spammers hit him and wanted to give him a, a, a code. One of them sent a code, an authentication code, and he mm-hmm. was just about to send it. I'm like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. Don't. He goes, that's why, that's why I came to you, because I know you did a lot of stuff online. <laughs> they go, yeah, don't ever, if they ask you for a code, don't ever give it to them. You yeah. know, so we've all been there. So
2: Damn, man. Yeah. And I, so much you got to look out for to protect yourself, man. It's, and, and the online world is, it's not new at this point, but I think the cat and mouse game of it cycles so fast that it's just hard to keep up with mm-hmm. you know, all this all this craziness. And people trying to get your shit and all this. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we can wrap it up, guys. Um, as far as getting a hold of y'all, uh, social media is probably the best, yeah, uh, easiest way to
1: find it. You can reach me, uh, David, at five eight zero six one eight five one two nine. Damn, giving out the number. Yeah. Yep, I man. give it. all, man, I'm that's telling a salesman right there, buddy. To, I want people to have my number, man. So they can, they can
2: they uh, can get anything from. Amazon products to vehicles. Yeah. Uh, if you, if they, they want to yeah, buy a car, if you uh, want to buy a car, I got you too. So yeah, you can hook it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if you don't see what you want, let us know, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and we'll try and find it at a better yeah. deal than, you know, anybody else.
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's another product that we do is, is we'll find this stuff for you too. I've got a lady that, that I've got a hutch over here right now. This is too big for, uh, for the spot that she needs. So we're, on the prowl
2: looking hopefully we find something today cool man so, well thanks fun. for coming over here man giving people a shout out here we yeah. we we try to I, now that i've started a business i'm trying to always pick up information from people like mm-hmm. how are you doing this how are you going about this because i don't know so i'm always trying to get <laughs> you know hear other people's uh, uh yeah. strategies and how they're navigating all this shit so thank you guys for
3: coming yeah. in. I do. Jonathan, how can the people help us out with the show if they want to donate? So the Local Earshot Podcast, we are a value for value podcast. What that means is that you take uh, – if you get value from the show, then you take that, you put in a nice little number, and then you send it right back to us. Uh, and that would be your treasure. Uh, if there's many ways to do that. You can go on our um, website. It's Uh There's a tab that says Donate. You can click on it. Uh, you can, we take Cash App. We take Venmo. We take um, Crypto. Uh, and, uh, I think we, we discontinued using PayPal. Um, and then, um, as for talent, if you are a music artist and you want to be on the show, then you can hit me up at john at the local com uh, or Brad on our Instagram page. It's the local earshot. Uh, and then, um, you know, just thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we put a lot of time and effort into this show every single month and, and every single week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, we greatly value our, our listeners. So thank you. All right, guys. We
2: love you. I will see you all. Bye-bye. Yeah.